Mazza presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Wait a second, Steve. I thought it was Meatless Monday. It is. Well, you can't bring those sausages in here. Oh, oh, those, those beyond meat oh, sausages oh, of yours. That's his, right. His biceps. Yeah. Those biceps, man. They're looking. They're looking thick. I've been getting bigger in, in every way, man. Because, because, <laughs> uh, no. It it started honestly. This is this is crazy. It started with the Raptors playoff run. Mm-hmm. I would stress watch them. And just do curls the entire time. Really? And just really? Like, is that what you do? You do curls while watching TV? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I with, gotta with, try uh, that. with the resistance bands, right? Though, not and with the. Uh, it's it's way better. Two pieces oh, of Panago Beyond Me pizza. And yes, <laughs> yes, but but that's good for the health. It's not good for the weight, right? Because right. they're not heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. See, so you you're basically those are like what your pre workout or whatever. Yeah. The problem is it's it's not the Panago. <laughs> it's the everything else. Right. Because that's been getting. Bigger too, so all right. Right. I, I need to work on it. That's all right, Rogan. We're doing just exercising okay, yeah. all the time. On it.com. <laughs> Get a random gorilla. Oh, what's the guy's name? Can we pull friggin- that up? <laughs> what, what oh, the, the crazy You want to bring up our best friend? friend? No, our best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah Jesse, on, send on, me on. over. Send me over. I'll bring up a new um, one. In the meantime, just so you know, today we're eating the Beyond Meat <laughs> Summer Barbecue Pizza from Panago Pizza. It's Beyond Meat, and it's delicious. And I have four slices just now. Including Beyond Meat Italian Sausage Crumble. Red onions, roasted corn medley seasoned with onions, red and green peppers, which we did not get, and jalapeno peppers and mozzarella. It is really good. And actually, you know how sometimes you'll order... You ever order something spicy and there isn't the slightest trace of it at all? Yes. Actually, has a kick. That's for people who think ketchup's spicy. It's like, oh... But, like, (laughs) it's just spicy in it. It's just spicy in it. Give me spicy. It's true. I think there are people that want to order spicy because they want to feel left out. But they don't actually like. They, but they don't, don't, they don't actually, actually want like, the smoke. Yeah, they don't like fa- spicy food. It's just, uh, right. you know. So no, I like spicy food. I love it too. I'm all about it. So Panago Pizza, where you can get your spicy food, your spicy pizza. There's the Beyond Spicy Calabrese, the Beyond Summer Barbecue, plant based Beyond Spicy Calabrese. All of it. It's, it's all there. It's all there. Calabrese. Go to Panago.com. Stuff your face with deliciousness. Hashtag. I did it with my fingers. Meatless Monday, Jesse. Do, do you we wanna, have some sort of? Do, do you, you want to watch? Have a, a, do you have headphones over there or no? Uh, I do not. Okay, <laughs> we should have maybe prepared uh, we got that. One pair. Well, we weren't planning on no, this. We weren't. no, we weren't. Well, I, but I things. sent you a David Goggins video. You, you did. Wanna, oh yeah. yeah. You, you want to pull you up another one? This and I'm gonna, no, you, yeah? I'm gonna get a we'll, pair of headphones. If oh, you okay. In the meantime, Steve, you can tell me about Washington. How was that? Oh my god. Should I tell you about Washington or Florida first? Well, Florida, I feel like is going to be a longer story. No, not no? really. Damn. All right. No, it was, All right. Florida was very simple. Okay. Well, let's go with Florida then. It was five days, and it was just a vacation. Just a vacation with my wife. We went to Universal Studios uh, and Harry Potter World, and they made all my dreams come true. The first thing we did was visit Ollivander's, because after all, the wand chooses the wizard, everybody. Did you get a wand? I bought a wand <laughs> because yes. it chose me, um, and it's the same model as... One of my favorite characters, <laughs> Professor Remus Lupin. Now, did now how did you choose the one? Was it because you wanted to be like Remus Lupin? Yeah, is because I like him, and is, I feel is like because you're hairy better. like a werewolf. Yes, also that. Yeah, I just I just relate to him. <laughs> I go nuts at least once a month. Yeah, actually, you know what? I can see that. That's actually that's fair. And I don't like Snape very much. Don't get along with him. No. Nah. Um, I was really pissed when because they always pick someone out of the crowd. 
watching Ollivander, they always pick someone to like have a special wand uh, picking, and they picked some kid. Stupid. Stupid. Should have picked me. They didn't pick the 31 year old man. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Weird how that You happened. should have picked me. Don't you see how jacked I am? Let's go. Let's go, Ollivander. Uh, so I did that. I did not go on the Hagrid ride, the new Hagrid ride. Um, I'm sad about that because I heard it's amazing. You know how long the line for the Hagrid ride was? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Guess. Because Disney, Disney has crazy lines. Universal it, it would have the, crazy lines. The app that said how long it was. Oh, man. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the. Go ahead and guess the Not longest 90, I saw. Ninety minutes. The shortest I saw the line was three hours. Whoa. The longest when we walked in, like when the park opened. So supposedly, uh, if you stay like on the premises of Universal Studios or whatever, I guess they have hotels there. You get in an hour early. When the park opened, the line was five hours long. Whoa. Five. For what ride was this? Uh, the new Hagrid motorbike, uh, which is wrong. It's Sirius's motorbike that Hagrid now owns. Right. But um, oh it yeah, is, uh, yeah, totally. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, knows. You can't False be. You'll be dumb if you don't know that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we did not go on that, but we went on uh, the Hippogriff ride. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, we um, uh, learned how to how to fly a bench instead Ooh. of a broom. Oh, it was, it was very good. Very magical. I had an ice butter beer, which is diabetes in a cup, and it was so good. I bought all kinds of treats. I, I bought a chocolate frog. I, I bought peppermint toads. Fizzing Whisbees were my favorite. Oh. It's like chocolate with Pop Rocks in it, but mm-hmm. like Did you for get real Pop Rocks. Uh, Birdie Bots, every, fl- every flavored beans? No, because like Dumbledore, I've gone off them. Alas, earwax. Yes, can't, can't do it. You ever have a bad one? It's difficult to go back to Bertie Bot's every flavor beans. How big is Harry Potter? What is it? Harry Potter World Land it section is, in so, in comparison to like Wonderland? Is it his own theme park within the theme park? If you is were to combine the two, I'd say it's like the size of Wonderland. Probably it may not actually be, but so there's one huge section, Hogsmeade, and then you can take a tr- uh, like a train. You take the Hogwarts Express. Do you have to go through the wall? Uh, I think there's a part where you can do it. You didn't do that. Uh, no, well, probably a lineup for that too. There was so much. <laughs> there was just so much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we took the Hogwarts Express, I think at least three times, to Diagon Alley, which has like an actual dragon that spits fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's alive. Live performances. Yeah. We listened to someone sing a cauldron full of hot, strong love, <laughs> and also the telling of the Deathly Hallows. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Oh, it was so good. That's really cool. That's, man, puppets. you're gonna be excited. I, I'd love to do that. Oh, it was really good, man. Uh, my toes are curling. I'm pumped. Ugh, yeah. This was just the one, like, I, uh, Mrs. Dangle kept going through, so what do you want to do this day, or what, what what should we do on this day? And I told her, I go, I am not exaggerating. I'm here for Harry Potter World and nothing else. Wow. Whatever else you want to do in Florida, that's what we'll do. I don't care. That was the whole reason you went to Florida. whole reason we went. Wow. And two years ago, you hadn't even read a book. No. That's amazing. <laughs> That's it's amazing. so unreal, and and I bought a uh, Hufflepuff notebook, Oof. and I started taking notes. I'm a Hufflepuff. I know a Oof. lot of a lot of people chirp me for that. Um, started taking notes, and I'm gonna make those videos uh, toot sweet on Harry Potter. But first, I have to. You'll think this is adorable. So I'm gonna have a book club, not with my wife, but with my wife's friends, who are enormous Harry Potter fans, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to have like a, a Harry Potter summit. 
And from that, I'm going to basically figure out what the videos are going to be and then make a bunch of Harry Potter When are you going to do this? It's a great question. Like, the, whole, the time to do this was yeah. last month. Yeah. I know that. Because you know how you get this, during the regular season, right? It felt right? silly to make the videos and then go to Universal. No, that should have been the finale. Yeah. Why isn't that like the season finale you of, know, your, Jesse, of your videos? You know, Jesse, it's funny you should say that. I had that realization at Universal, mm. which was far too late. You know, it's funny. It's, it's too bad you don't know any producers. You know what? You're going to have to with that. <laughs> but, How am I going to storyboard this? Should uh, I ask? Nah. You know what? Keep it in here. A, a producer would have been great. But you know the saying, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago or last month. The second best time is now. Right. So this, I'll go with option two. Or whenever this summit happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> After I have tea and cookies with my wife's friends. Okay. If HBO was smart, they would build a Game of Thrones land. Yes. Oh, my God. That yes. would be the greatest thing And it ever. would be great for the first seven-eighths of the day. <laughs> and the last eighth of the day would just be a total letdown. Like, oh, you got gum on your shoe. Yeah. There's a huge lineup for the bathroom. And you have to pee really bad. Uh, the story sucks. Whatever it is, you know. <laughs> Everything's out. Yeah. Like nothing's available <laughs> only anymore. Seven, only the first seven of eight uh, hours at the park can be good. And it keeps telling you every five feet or so the dragons are coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then after you pass 30 or 40 of those signs, you realize the dragons might actually never come. Mm-hmm. But they did come. They did. That's the thing. Whoa, they, spoiler, yeah, man. But they're, but they're pretty it's No pretty one short. knew that. Or, or the ice people. Mm, hey, yes. White Walkers. I know. I refuse to call them by their names now because I'm so offended by how bad yeah. that show was. It's crazy how much of a turn you took. Oh. Oh. Now you're just the Game of Thrones. It hater. was the best show of all time. Uh, we also went to Cocoa Beach and got roasted, and we went in the Atlantic Ocean, and we went to Volcano Bay, and we took a bunch of water rides, and we went to, wait for it, Olive Garden. <laughs> How was that? Mrs. Dangle loves Olive Garden. It was like every other American restaurant. They go, here is an amount of food that would be a uh, competition on Fear Factor in most countries. Mm-hmm. Um, take that's that a, back to your hotel room. That's a one meal, like, you buy one meal and you've got food for the whole day. Mm-hmm. It's insane. We went to Carmine's in New York. This is a separate conversation, but we were going to order two things. And the waitress just goes, you are not ordering two of those. And I go, okay. And we ate less than half of the one pasta dish they brought us. Wow. I don't know what it is about. And look at me. I can eat pasta. And I don't know what it is about America, but they're just like, here's some more freedom on your plate. You want some more freedom? <laughs> Did you go to any? Shove the freedom down your throat. <laughs> Did you go to any fast food places? Because if you go to like a Wendy's, uh, they're all their sizes are an upsize from ours. So their me- their medium there is our small. Their large is our medium. Yep. Their extra large is a size we don't even have. It's, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. A Starbucks I, has a Trenti. A Trenta. Trenta. Yeah. Oh. We have that here. Oh, we do. But their Trenta is cheaper. So of course. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Everything's cheaper in the states. Move no that question. volume. Yeah. Except for. Some of the most key things, but that's a mm-hmm. that's another conversation. Love True. toll roads, by the way. Those are great. Those don't get in the way at yeah, all. Yeah, tell me about this, Americans. Yes. Why is it? First off, why did we have tap here before you did tap on a debit card? Also, oh, did we? yeah, like, interact. Yeah. yeah, that's why it uh, for like, years Navy we had can't it. They didn't have it. Oh, no where way. I bought this Batman shirt. It's yeah. uh, you can't use it because it's like an American company that doesn't have tap. I don't remember last time I even used like the chip. No. Everything's the tap here. They didn't even have that. So that you'd swipe your card and you had to pull out your ID, and, or, or your ID and sign a receipt. Up until like a couple years ago. 
Wow. Like at major department stores. And I remember... Uh, uh, a lot so of them still don't which, have it. Which brings me to the toll road thing, where is if you don't have a transponder, you have to literally pay, like, dollars and cents. You have to carry around bills. Yes. Yeah, it's like, why can't there just be a, a Visa card where I just go tap, boom. They're, they have Easy Pass. Yeah. But that's not... But the, that's a transponder. That's like the treat that you get. It's not like... It's not the normal. No. It's, no, it's weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's not not for me. Not <laughs> Couldn't wait to get back to Canada instead of that hell yeah. hole. Our good. taxes are higher and our roads are worse. Actually, I don't even know no, if our roads are worse. No, they're very not. No, our roads are actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so now after eating all that pasta and olive oil, or olive oil, olive garden. Mm, and uh, butterbeer. Would you like to hear what David Goggins has to say to you? Oh, let me, let me hear. I wonder if he would call me a at soft motherfucker for having uh, ice butterbeer. I just want you to know that this post is entitled, We Are All Born Savages. Great. So I just finished the Leadville 100 mile race. Tough race, went through a lot of ups and downs. Is he running? He is in the video. He's got uh, four cases of luggage which, and, and a backpack, which he's carrying all himself and rolling. And he's going through a parking lot, and uh, it looks like he's at an Enterprise, to be honest with you. I treat the airport like it's a trip home from the grocery store. I tell Enterprise, even though they pick me up, I'll run to them. Thank you very much. Yeah. Who needs a car? <laughs> That's for at soft motherfuckers. He <laughs> should just walk and run. So he just finished a 100-mile race. You have um, under load, under load, under stress. One mindset's a brittle mindset. And that brittle mindset gives you all these fucking ways out. Oh, I don't need to fucking finish the race. I can come back next year. I'm going to drop out because things aren't going right. You also have a fucking savage mindset. The savage mindset is this. Like in a house. A house, you get these low-bearing fucking walls. Some people aren't really educated in low-bearing walls. Doing remodeling to the house. They tear the low-bearing wall down. The house crumbles. That's a brittle mind. The savage mindset, when things are going fucking bad, guess what they do? Quitting's out of the fucking question. All they think about is how the fuck am I going to get through this? This comparable sucks. <laughs> so hold on, I got, I got a question. This comparable really sucks. Is he the load-bearing wall, or is he the roof holding itself up without the load-bearing wall? I don't get it. He's saying to... It, it sounds like he's saying to install something you don't already have. So it... If your house does not currently have a load-bearing wall and it has, by some miracle, stayed intact, you need to put a you need to put one in there so that you have a load-bearing wall. No, my God, get an engineer in there. He was yeah. saying to go through it. He was saying some of us are savages and we can blow through the load-bearing wall if your house is crumbling. Oh, isn't that what that's he was saying? But that doesn't make sense. The, it's a really shit comparison, Dave. I'm sorry. I, I get the message and appreciate it. This comparison sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> let's keep going, because, by the way, this is a three-part video. Oh, good, Instagram. good. Can't wait. It's just fucking getting through and thriving, not surviving. So I just finished... Hang on, here's the... Oh, thriving, surviving, okay, and then here's this... It, it's not a three-part, it's a two-part. Good. This is him later tonight, later at night. And he's running. He's doing a run. Oh, is that him completing the, the 100, 100 mile? mile? Yeah. Which couldn't be healthy. Well, according to doctors, it's not. But neither is not wearing sunscreen, and we know his oh thoughts God. on that. Here's the thing: that's 160 kilometers. <laughs> it took isn't him it? 22 hours and 56 minutes, according to that video. I think that is. Yes, 22 hours and 56 minutes to run 100 wow. miles. That's wow. I mean, that's an ama amazing, amazing amount of time that he did that in. That's incredible. 
That's a marathon four times, basically. That's also one of those things well, that is it? it's it's a it's strenuous well, enough well. on your body that it could potentially affect you for the rest of your life. So anyway. sure, but you know, not if you're a fucking savage. <laughs> no, Yo, are you born a fucking? Sa- are you a load bearing wall, Steve? <laughs> you know what's not savage? Your ligaments. <laughs> True, they do have a limit. Yep. Now I your would, cartilage. I, I want to say because we did we did sort of poke fun at some of the things David said uh, on the last show. Uh, there was a lot of people that reached out. They're like, "Yo, man, you guys, you guys need to shut the fuck up. You don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Fuck you." They all reached out in a way that would suggest they listen to David Goggins' videos. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And like, listen, if you get inspiration from that, it's cool. But I a lot of it. what he says is inspirational. Yeah, that That's makes the point. sense. We here's the part: is I love that we had to say that four times. We make fun of him once. Still, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Sorry, man, but a guy advocating not wearing sunscreen <laughs> making you tougher is not. That's that's a false comparison. It's not a yeah. thing. However, I do see what he's saying, which is don't give up, push yourself, and don't be a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or an at soft motherfucker. Soft motherfucker. No, but in all honesty, like, he seems, I can understand why people are inspired by this guy. He's an inspiring guy. Two million, almost two million followers on Instagram. He wrote a book, it's a bestseller. Like, he's clearly helping some people. And he looks very regal and. Not at soft motherfucker on the cover of the book. No, he was, a, he was a Navy SEAL, for yes, goodness sake. that's true. Absolutely. We're not knocking him. It's just wear sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can wear sunscreen Listeners and Listeners of the Panicle Pizza Steve Dangle podcast, <laughs> wear sunscreen. No. No, I mean, if, if you're an at soft motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. then you don't, because you know. Right. Uh, anyway, anyway. I, can we turn that off? With the air conditioner? Yeah. Well, you can't hear it. Yeah, you can uh, I'll I'll turn seriously, Jesse. Put your put your gla- put your earphones on. You can right. fully hear it. Okay. All right. And then, and then I'll shut it off. So it's on. Because okay. I'm I'm down to be wrong. You can fully hear it. Can you hear it? Not you anymore. Hear you turned anymore. it on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the thing: when they so, built these studios, they were like. Yeah, you know, we could put in central air, or we could do these air returns that are really noisy. Or we could put in these motorcycles. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so anyway, um, now now that the AC is off. We could have just turned it down. We could have. Like, we could have well, put on that. the lowest like, level. It does get hot in here. We could do Justin Bourne special. <laughs> just be hot. Just be smoking, sweaty. And sweaty hot. Unbelievable. I got to poke fun of him for that recently. It's funny that... Uh, we took a couple. We we didn't even take a couple weeks off. It was sort of like one. we took a week. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, the way the days worked. Out. Yeah, people were like, "Yo, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, are you guys still doing it?" No, you know why? Because I set a ridiculous standard last year and was like, "Hey, you know how we do one show a week the entire summer? How about I start us two or three shows a week one month early?" And yeah, yeah. and then like yeah. it's like Christmas, and I'm like, "We should very not have done that." Right? Yeah, yeah. We were we were pretty toasty and last let's year. Let's do this in a year where I got a book coming out. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was not smart. The uh, uh, it was not smart. But I have to say, we appreciate the messages, as aggressive as some of them were. Um, listen, it, I would rather have you be angry at me than not listen at all. Yeah. So that works for me. Uh, the, for everybody asking the, the time that we go to two episodes a season is, or two episodes a week is when the season starts regular season. That's when we go. Oh, now, okay. with that said, I have an announcement to make. <gasps> what? The announcement is that we have a live show this Thursday, yeah! this week. This week. Literally this so week. So we're having two shows this week. Like three right. days. Three yeah. days, yep. Uh, we're going to join Lord Simcoe Brewing 
Uh, as they wrap up summer with a live show at Bright Lights, it's a Berkeley events venue. Uh, we're going to preview the upcoming 2019 uh, NHL season, give some predictions and that sort of thing. The idea is that we're going to have like an open mic, question and answer, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you're going to get tickets. Uh, they're 10 bucks. Uh, that includes uh, a little drink ticket to, for their uh, 1791 lager, which I think you'll really like. Uh, yes. When we went out with the Lord Simcoe guys, they're like, try one of these. And they're like, you know what's better? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I like, did the second too. one tastes better, and I so I was like, I will test that theory. And I was like, you're right, man. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, sorry, it's 25. percent uh, That's why the second one tastes so good. That's it, there it is. What there it is right it's, there. No, it's not. It's a regular. Okay. It's whatever. Yeah. Like five something. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, th- there will be some food and some <laughs> drinks included in your ticket. So it's 10 bucks. The event venue is 26. Is at 24. 64 Young Street in Toronto. It's called the Bright Lights Venue. Uh, you can look it up. We will tweet out a link. There will be one in the description under the video. Yes. All those places. And again, tickets are available as they are available. And then, if unfortunately, if we sell out on this one, that's okay. Because guess what? There's one coming again very soon. But we don't have the details on that yet. So I can't really fully announce it. But there will be one, and it'll be bigger. So this is 100 people. This is our little warm-up. Then we got a big thing planned for late September, which is going to be really What was the cool. name of the second South Park game? Bigger, Better, something? Uh, No, you're thinking of the movie. Yeah. Ah, the second movie, yeah. Uh, no. no, it's uh, The Fractured But Whole. Fra- what was the yes. name of the second This will be the Fractured But Whole yes. version of us. Yes. The next one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... What an ass talk on this show. Sure is. Sure All of is. A now, I got a question, guys. So, what do you want to talk about there, ass lickers? <laughs> At soft motherfuckers. At soft motherfuckers. That's still my favorite thing. Oh At soft motherfuckers. Um, listen. Is it... Okay. There's a, there's a theory out there that once you pass a certain amount of money made, that you can no longer say, I don't do it for the money. Mm. Uh... Yes. So, and Boston Bruins fans are going to be all in my mentions about this. I don't care. Um, Boston, when, when David Pasternak is a brilliant PR guy. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's also a brilliant hockey player. On um, a really good contract. And actually, in fact, on the number one list of things, brilliant hockey player, brilliant PR guy, brilliant hockey player comes first. Can I add a third? Brilliant nickname haver. True. Pasta? I'm a big fan of pasta. Dude, pasta. Yeah, yeah that's and when a good nickname. scores, they play that like pasta cartoon in Boston. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> ten out of ten yep. nickname there. Boston's very good for the uh, the custom like player to player stuff. Whereas in Toronto under Lou Lamorello, that wasn't allowed. Individuality was spurned. <laughs> hooray, we scored. <laughs> that's what. No music. It's just Lou going hooray, we scored <laughs> on a mic over the yeah. over the PA system. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hooray, we scored. That's enough. That's enough! <laughs> Followed by deafening silence and then the puck dropping. Hey, Lou, who scored? Doesn't matter. Yeah. They the Leafs. A, they had a Leaf we did. crest. Yeah, yeah. We, did. <laughs> we did. Connor Brown, Austin Matthews, gives a shit. Drop the puck. We need another one. Nobody gets rookie bonuses. No, yeah, no one. Um, now, Every, no one gets rookie bonuses. Everyone gets concrete shoes. David Pasternak's brilliant because he signed a great cron- contract. And admittedly, I mean, great for him. He makes six million bucks, but also great for the Boston Bruins because what a steal. You got Marshan making six already. You got Pasternak at six. And what's, what's Bergeron making? Seven? Uh, uh, t- uh, too little. Too no. l- I want to say it might even be eight, and that's not that's enough. That's not enough. No. And it's just such an amazing... I hate when they play us, but boy, what a great line to watch. They're incredible. Yeah, and and people keep saying, oh, so the 
these the model of success when you look at the Bruins and the Blues, <laughs> which is is to have players on wicked contracts. It's crazy. To which I would say, yeah, no shit. No kidding. But like, those are difficult to pull off. Yes. Those are, and you forget when Pasternak signed his deal, he wasn't really Pasternak yet. He hadn't really had that breakout season. No, he had it after the deal signed. Bergeron, I I want to say was one of those longer deals coming out of the uh, the 2013 2012 so. lockout. Yeah. I'm not totally sure to on that. Uh, and Marchand didn't have one of his spectacular seasons yet when he signed that deal. Remember when he was on the top line at the World Cup? Yeah, and, and I was like, like what? what? Yeah, like okay, I could see him sort of making the team as a depth player. Top line with Bergeron and Crosby? Yeah. And to his credit, like he got way better. So here's the this is the reason I bring this up is there's a quote that's attributed to David Pasternak, and rightly so because he said it. Yes. Uh that is a bit of a misleading statement. You know, the guy apparently he grew up on a farm, didn't have much money, his, loves hockey. His tape job sucks because yep. when he was a a kid, they didn't have a lot of money for tape, right. as the story goes. Now. Which, <laughs> as though that tape, is literally the story. As though People... taping is so hard to learn. But anyway. <laughs> but he can't. <laughs> no, Jesse. Jesse, he didn't have money for tape, so he can't learn it now. Yeah. He can't, he's he can't way too buy old. tape now? Dude, it, he's it couldn't way be too old. that players just have different taping styles. You want to see it? Uh, forget Pasternak. Uh, Artemi Panarin has the weirdest tape job in the entire league. Yes. He tapes the toe, and then he puts a strip of tape at the bottom. Oh, really? Like a, a a horizontal strip of tape across the bottom. That's Go, just going yeah. to show it doesn't fucking matter. It literally no. doesn't matter. Tape jo- no. like, and, and every NHL player will tell you it, fo- it totally fucking matters. It does not matter. No. Yeah. I would love for there be, to be a science experiment on how much tape actually matters to your stick. It doesn't matter. I, but anyway. Uh, I, was, I was that way about skate laces. Everyone was telling me my laces are too short. And then finally someone's like, are you comfortable? I go, yeah. He's like, that's, then that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. I think at one point when sticks were made for like eight bucks in some wood factory from trees, yeah, I think still tape, had tape might have mattered. Yes, yeah. because there might be tree coming off of it and <laughs> getting yeah. stuck in the puck. True, you know? but and not that even even when we were growing up, there was that meshing that went over the wood to prevent the splinters from going everywhere. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, anyway, but I think now when you get a stick that's six hundred dollars and it's made of carbon that's from space, and you're not paying <laughs> for it, and you're not paying for the tape either, man. But yeah. anyway. You ever got a carbon fiber sliver though? No. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet. Um, so the the reason I bring up Pastor Knack is last year he said, Well, I don't do it for the money. I would do this for free. Okay, then do it. Well, and so here's <laughs> really helped the seller, if, if that's the case, if uh, all you really want to do is win, then you should expect you yeah. should accept league minimum and go, let let my team go out and get another guy. Yeah, I would now, love for Pastor Knack to have said that, and then Gary Bettman just walks out of the shadows and goes, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Yeah. That soft now, motherfucker play for free. Who needs money? I want to say this. I'm a full-blown capitalist. I think people deserve to get paid what they're worth. Um, that doesn't and make you a capitalist. It's just... I guess well, I, I'm a person that believes that the talent that you... I don't believe that he should just be giving up money. That's stupid. He should make millions of dollars because guess what? His talent is so rare that it's worth millions and much more than what he's getting paid. And lucky His talents for him, are worth $9 million. Lucky for him, he makes millions of dollars. He sure does. It. Now... I think there's a certain point where you reach where you're like, okay, I've made so much money that I can't say I don't do this for the money. Right. I don't think that you can get to a point where you say what he said, which is, I I would do this for free, because that's unfortunately not true. 
That's just not true, and that's okay. Sure. That doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make you a bad guy. It doesn't mean you don't like the game. It just means, hey, I'm really fucking good at this, and I make a boatload of cash. How great is that? Two excellent things. So good excellent. right now. So great. Good. So, when Connor McDavid today, or yesterday, depending on when, whenever this oh, interview this was... Oh, this is about Connor McDavid. Yes. Yeah. Not all about David Pasternak. All that set Jesse, up. Jesse, no one signed. There was room for long lead yeah, up. Yeah, I'm ready, I'm, <laughs> ready I'm ready for the Boston fans to be all up on my grill about this one. But anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, Edmonton, just wait for the Edmonton fans. What did Connor McDavid say, Stephen Dangle? Well, you see, Connor McDavid, I don't know what uh, sparked this, but... Well, he did an interview. While you delay... Also, for David Pasternak, we should be a little nicer to him. He said uh, Austin Matthews is going to win the Hart Trophy this year. Oh, he did. That was his pick. So let's be nice to a guy who likes our guy. No, and Brad Marchand said uh, Mitch Marner should get twelve million. Remember yeah, that? We... The Bruins just love winding the leaps <laughs> up. Oh, it's amazing. I hate it. <laughs> They're really I good hate, at it. Oh my god! <laughs> They're really good at it. So good. So good at it. So from Luke Fox jukebox, uh, noted friend of the show, Connor McDavid says he never considered a bridge deal or pushing his signing this late when he was an RFA. He'd hate to risk missing a training camp. Uh, to which I responded, I mean, yeah, you got $100 million. And then someone rightly said, he took less than they offered, which is true. And I said, that's fine. He's the highest paid player in the league. So, Adam, you were talking about th there's a threshold. Like, there's there's a there's pr there's an amount of money, and we don't know what it is, where you cannot brag about. You, I'm just, oh, you I'm don't just do a good old guy doing this yeah. for the good old game. Because uh, tax is very high on these guys. Mm -hmm. Escrow, which makes Pay the eyes agents. roll out of the back of my head, and I pass out uh, yeah. every time it's mentioned. It's so boring. Uh, they take home actually like a fraction of what they're paid yeah. like a yep like half being on the road for 8 months of the year yeah. costs money listen there are Those listen are the there things. are drawbacks but ultimately there, yeah if your if your gross is 100 million dollars and you take home half you're still okay <laughs> yeah the i don't know what the threshold is but i'm pretty sure it's not highest paid player in the league right <laughs> pretty sure that's not the threshold right and my point in saying all of that is to tell you this. David Pasternak, not a bad guy. Connor McDavid, not a bad guy. No. However, Shut it up. is fair to say that that's quite easy for Connor McDavid to say. And also, you have to look at, if you're Connor McDavid, besides being the best player on earth, which I think is undisputed, yeah. it has to be, right? Yeah. Besides being the best hockey player this generation, what were the Oilers going to do? Mm -hmm. Negotiate? Yeah. Were they going to lowball him? All right. Were they going to say, you know what, Connor, Connor, listen. I know that you're the only good player on our team besides Leon Dreisaitl and half of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I know we literally have nothing else going for us. But how about $10 million? No. The Oilers no. are going like, here's our checkbook, write it. Yep. Right? Whatever it takes to keep you here. He, like when he signed that, yeah, like there were rumors it was like 13 and a quarter or something like that. Yeah. He was still like the highest paid player in the league by like $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. He's still the highest paid player in the league. It is... Two years later. This is really rare. It's really rare that, or at least he's got the highest cap hit anyway. But it's very rare that the highest paid player in the league remains that way for years at a time with the way inflation is going. That's how over the moon, out of this world, Connor McDavid is. Yes. He's probably not going to get passed for another couple of years.
Yes. And so maybe he's not the guy. Yeah, his statement's unfair because his contract was never a negotiation. There was nothing in it to be discussed. Also, when guys who are RFAs like Mitch Marner, there's wiggle room. There's, hey, yeah. we think your talent's this. It's worth this money. I think it's different. For Connor McDavid, it's just, no, you're the best. You're worth this. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you How, never had to make a decision about risking anything. You're going Connor. to be the highest paid player in the league. How high? Right. And he's also, <laughs> right? none of the players being discussed in this RFA conversation, and I am including Mitch Marner in this, and get ready to get mad at me, some of you. None of the players in this RFA group, none of them, not one, are the best player on their team. They're all stars, or They're a bunch not. of them are stars. They're not. You're right. Is Matthew Kachuk? No. Is Mika Rantanen? No. Nah. And Matthew Kachuk, you could argue, and I'm sure a lot of people do, but yeah. like he's not Johnny Gaudreau. Mitch Marner is but not fair, the best player on the Leafs. Maybe Braden Point? I mean, Nikita Kucherov's no, yeah. Kucherov's the MVP. Kucherov's, yeah, yeah, you get your heart the trophy. Ooh, yeah. the next eighty-two games are going to say a lot. Not, but not, not, not now. Isn't. He's not the best right no. now. No, fair, yeah. yeah, fair. Patrick Laine? No, 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 nope. not even close. Kyle Connor? He might not even be better than Patrick Laine. <laughs> Brock Besser? Nope, he's not Elias Pettersson. So none of these guys Besser, are even the best player on your. You can make an argument. He's yeah. not better than Pettersson. But no, he's not. No, in my. I-M-O, I-M-H-O. Petrushin. Petrushin. Yes, we pronounce no Swedish players right. McDavid, forget being the best player on his team, was the best player in the league. So he was able to ask for dumb money, mm-hmm. and he got it. And you know what? I was saying he hasn't been passed and he won't be passed for another couple of years. Uh, he, in, in a year or two, McDavid might be looking at his contract and going, man, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Why, he, did I, why didn't I sign for... Why did I sign for... For eight years when I could have signed for four. Yeah, with, with hmm. McDavid, it's not the 12.5, it's the eight. Although he never will because he's still making 12.5 million bucks a year on average. Right. So the, the point we're trying to he's, make he's in all of this... He's not Nathan McKinnon, whose contract is legitimately player terrible. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> terrible deal. Legitimately player terrible. Player terrible, that's <laughs> and, a new term. Yeah, and also Tavares is prior to joining the Leafs. Was also player he terrible. He made less than six. So the, it's insane. The point in all of this is... It's, it would be easy for Connor McDavid to make that statement, being the best player in the league and having one of the worst managed teams employing you. Yes. You, are, you have all the cards in your in your court. And he did his team a favor. Yes. Still the highest paid player in the league. Yes. Shut up. And I think when you, when we, when you have to look at the Austin Matthews negotiations, which we don't know a lot about, and I hope someday somebody finds something out because we've heard almost nothing about how that negotiation went. But if I'm Kyle Dubas, and I think if you've got a player like an Austin Matthews, not necessarily a Connor McDavid player because that's a different ballgame, but if you've got a player on Austin, the second tier of superstar, because Austin, I, I think there's like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and maybe Ovechkin on that one tier. On the on the pinnacle of the mountain. On yep. the uber on the insane the tier, like yep. might, might be Gretzky records Hall of tier. Fame. The Hall of Fame tier. Yes. The Hall of Fame without a question tier. Yes. No like first doubt ballot or, all the way, yeah. right away. Yep. Those three guys are the guys right now on forward, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got guys, and I hate to mention Austin Matthews in a second tier, but he's not that yet. But I, I Okay, this is crazy to say uh, the reigning MVP in in that tier, but Nikita Kucherov's in that tier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's if fair. If you looked at his career today, you don't vote him in the Hall of Fame right away. No, there's... Yeah, there's you say, today, you yes. say he gets there maybe eventually, yeah. but he's not Crosby. Yeah. There's that's, a bunch of players who have, who have won MVP once. Yeah, sure. You know, Corey Perry. Yeah. Henrik Sedin. Yep. Henrik Sedin is going to make the Hall. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Right. How long are you the best player? So or when you, in the best player conversation? When you look at this... From the 
from the um, like when you, what I was going with the Austin Matthews Kyle Dubas negotiation is if I'm Kyle Dubas and I've got a second tier guy, second tier superstar, mm-hmm. which is the best player on most teams except for three. Uh-huh. Right, we've identified three teams. Fair. Austin Matthew is is the best player on every single team in the NHL except Washington, Pittsburgh, and Edmonton. Is that fair? What do you What do you say to people who say he's not the best player on the Leafs, and they say well, John they're Tavares they're is. not paying attention, and I don't really need to argue that. Okay, I don't think it's an arguable point. Okay, the fact is center is more more important. The fact is the numbers support. No, John Tavares. Oh, John Tavares. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, because Austin Matthews is twenty two. In I also se- think September? he's going to be better yeah. than Tavares. And everyone who says, "Well, Mitch Marner plays both ends of the ice," I think you're, I Is think Austin you're underrating enough? Austin's two-way game, and you're overrating Marner's. Bingo. Which isn't to say. Uh, Matthews is amazing defensively, and it's not to say Marner is garbage defensively. So when you have a player like that, you probably go into negotiation and go, "All right, there's not much negotiating we're going to do here. Here's how we see the plan going. What what can we do?" And I bet they arrived at that 11.5 number pretty quick because I bet his people said, you know what? We're not going to do a full eight-year deal like Connor McDavid did because we yeah. want to see a bump in year, after year five. Matthews had in more our, leverage than Marner. Yeah, in our UFA yeah. years, that's what we want to see. Uh, and, and Kyle Dubas probably said, well, we got to do at least five because I got to buy at least one of your UFA years. Mm-hmm. And, and then they said, well, to do that, it'd be 11.5. And the Leafs probably went, okay, then that's the price. And, Are you going to fight Austin Matthews? You're not going to fight Austin yeah, And tack on $34 million because, or sorry, $34,000 because it doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in Mitch Marner's case, I think the squeeze is on because, and 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 not Mitch Marner, Braden Point, everybody else, um, the squeeze is on because those guys aren't the best players on their team. If you're the best player on your team and your team is very good, or your team is Edmonton but with Connor McDavid, you have the ability to pretty much write your ticket. Beyond that, the rest of those guys have to fight for it. And so it's a different category. And so I, I look at it and I look at what Connor said, and he's not a bad guy, but I don't think he's ever been in that situation. I don't think he ever will be. He's oh. the best player on earth. Yep. He's not he, – he was never not going to be in training camp. Imagine what – Peter Shirelli would have been fired. Imagine? It would have been great if Peter Shirelli had tried. He would have been fired before <laughs> August. Yes. They yeah. wouldn't have had the extra year of Peter Shirelli. I would have liked to see that. Bro. No Miko Koskinen. Oilers fans would have too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I anyway. think they would have put up with the stress of a McDavid contract negotiation if it meant Peter Shirelli getting fired two years before he did. Mm-hmm. I think they would have put up with it. I don't know what the threshold is, but there's a certain point where you're making a certain amount of money where you can't say, I just do it because I love it. Yeah. Or it was never an option for me to sit out and miss training camp and... I you know what? Shut up, dude. If the like, Oilers had maybe offered him, this play out. <laughs> if the Oilers had said we'll offer you five million, then it would have been an option for him to sit out. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. The idea that and also wait, do we do any of us really believe McDavid left money on the table? Like he said, whoa, 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 I can too much, that. too much. I, I, I think so. I think it's good PR. Yeah. I think mostly it's good PR. I think it's mostly good I think PR. that first number was true and he walked back. Because he's gonna, it doesn't make a difference at all. Well, but here's so, how you, here's how you wait. spin it though. Here's how you spin it. Okay, okay, we're gonna make him the highest paid player in the uh, in the league, and this is gonna be crazy expensive. The guy's 21 at this point, right? He was he started game in when he was 18. Yeah. So we're gonna give a 21 year old 12 and a half million dollars, and there's gonna be some people who naysay. What kills the naysayers is they say actually we offered him more, but he wouldn't take it. Right. It's a great PR spin. Whether mm-hmm. it's true or not is immaterial. Look at what it's done for his image. But Jesse's joining me on the train of once you get a certain amount of money, it What's... doesn't even matter. No, I think they <laughs> snuck that extra money in somewhere else. 
Mm. Like where? Some sort of endorsement deal. Oh, anywhere. I'm sure, I'm sure it, they it, have That money came back to him somehow. The That's sort of not... tampering that is not officially tampering, but, but every team whatever. does yeah. it, and let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. I'm Connor McDavid, and thanks for shopping at Rexall. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Canadian Tire, I love it. Well, you know, because Daryl Cates owns Rexall. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, Not no. that he doesn't know. That sort of thing doesn't happen. I don't think it does, actually. I'm not sure if it has. Is Connor McDavid doing any Rexall stuff? Hey, Connor, you want some deal? Deodorant for fifty yeah. percent off, but also yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Kate's would be like, "Dude, I'll just let you shop at my store for free. Like you don't forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> I just I'll just send you a thousand dollar gift card every month. You can do your toiletries Connor, you or whatever. and the boys shit the bed tonight. That's why I'm going to give you this discounted emodium. <laughs> <laughs> Lacking some pep, oh, have a pepto. Oh man. Anyway, just a bit of a funny comment. I'm sure Oilers fans would be more upset. Boston fans have forgotten already, haven't they? They must have moved Maybe. on. They must have moved on. Now, I love... There was two things that happened last week in Leafland that were hilarious. If you were paying attention on Twitter, which you should not have been. Uh, again, it's, it's August. Terrible. It's August Twitter, and it's been awful. We all ought to be ashamed. There's... Although, I have to say, I've pretty much stayed out of it. I've been pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's... A lot of people would have a much better summer if they put their phone down. Yeah, so Austin Matthews does a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews does a, a video, and I forget the name of the team because I'm, oh. I've am i been up since 4 a.m. and it's 3.30 right now. Uh, ASU, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the... Sun uh, Devils? The Sun Devils, yes. Yeah, yeah. Does a thing for the Sun Devils. He's talking about his love for the game and developing in Arizona and blah, 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 blah. And instead of Leafs Nation Twitter... <laughs> reacting like, wow, what a great guy. Like, you know, a human being does because he's taking it back to his hometown and developing the game we all know and love in a country that really doesn't give a shit about it. Uh Well, in a a region of that country. That that definitely doesn't give a shit about it. Or has traditionally not, but is starting to. Starting to. They've been starting to for 20 years, though. Well... Yeah, so Bruno Caboclo of Hockey Markets, that's, two years away from being two years away. Exactly. Although I, I think, I think that, yeah, I mean, when they were making the finals or making this conference finals, people were there. Yes. Uh, so if that team ever gets good again, they'll show up. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is instead of reacting like a normal human being, being reacts, which is, wow, that's really great that he did that for his community. And that's where it stops. Everybody's got to go, well, once these five years are up, five years, half a damn decade, he's gone. He's gone. He's just going to go. Out of here. Bye-bye, Toronto. <laughs> Arizona bound. Can you can you imagine looking at a five-year deal and not thinking, that's way too far off in the future to even think about? Because that's how I look at it. Think about the last five. Where were you five years ago? Oh, God. Uh, 26 years old. I had just been hired by Sportsnet. I was four, week, or four months into dating Caprice. I'd just gotten married. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, one of the we met like, when we first were times Adam's wife uh, met all our friends was at my wedding. Yes, one of the first. Yes, that's crazy, eh? It is. It's insane to think about. Yeah. Jesse wasn't even on the podcast yet. No, he was not. Really? Yeah, oh, so much better. You were not on the podcast. You were not on the podcast <laughs> for another couple of months. months. Few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so must have been. Yeah. So my the the point I'm trying to make in all of this is five years is a very long time. In yeah. retrospect, it seems short. But you're talking about almost, well, over 1,500 days. Like, just chill for a minute. Enjoy the next five years with Austin Matthews. You didn't even get five years with Doug Gilmore. I know. And, you and didn't even get a, you didn't get a, and he is. He's got his number retired. Statue number retired. <laughs> didn't win MVP. Nope. He won us. 
He, he won a selkie. a selkie trophy. I know people love to wax poetically. Ah, killer. And he had arguably the best single season any Leaf has ever had. Not arguably. Had the best the single best season. The best single season any Leaf has ever had, except maybe a goalie. Nope. Nope, not even a goalie. I'm sorry. Just no, no. <laughs> That's my See, boy. See, you're one of those guys. That's my boy. That's but, my boy. Adam. Doug Gilmore maybe. Jersey retirement? Oh, yes. Absolutely jersey retirement. Yes. That's tough. Without question. Especially when you consider, and Andrew Berkshire and I have had talks about this, when the Leafs came out with their top 100 of all time, it's astounding the lack of talent that's on it. Absolutely oh, yeah. real, shocking. If Montreal did it, it's first ballot, first ballot, first yeah. ballot, first ballot. Hall of Famers, all of them. M- Leafs, it's like, well, fourth line grinder guy made it in 97. Montreal's all time fourth line beats the Leafs' all time first line. Yes. Yeah. There's the argument that at no point in the Leafs' franchise history did they have the best player in the NHL. No. And that's true. So we had to take a bathroom break, so we'll just, just full, full disclosure on Sorry. that one. Um, but I want to say this. You gotta. You, when take, you see a video time, of a guy doing something charitable and good for kids, mm-hmm. your first reaction can't sit, can't be, what about me? <laughs> How does this affect me? Right. Oh. It's charity, man. Do you, what if Austin Matthews never went back to Arizona and never gave back? Yeah. Would you feel better? No, you'd probably be like, oh, he could still leave in five years. Fuck them kids. Austin Matthews. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? No. So that's the thing. Like, just, can everybody just, just. Get off Twitter, first off. Second, relax. Relax. Okay. He's committed five more years to the Leafs, which means that Austin Matthews will have been a Leaf eight years. By the time those eight years are done, without question, in my mind, he'll be the best Leaf of all time. He'll be in there. He'll be the he'll best be in that Leaf. conversation. That's my, that's my hot take. Jeffrey Austin Matthews wrote something w- once, once upon a done. time. Uh, he wrote something once upon a time about Phil Kessel being the best Leaf ever. And at the pace he was going... If he continued, which he did, he in might Pittsburgh. have been. Yeah, it improved. It well, because improved. he, well, because imagine he played with better players. He's coming off the best three years of his career and got traded anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, if if he continued the way he was going on the Leafs, he could have been the best. Statistically, of all the time. yes. So eight years of Austin Matthews, I believe it. I yep. can see it. Now I know there's a lot of Mitch Marner fans out there, and every time me. 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 I am too. That's my point. There's so, three in this room. It's really weird that when you right. say Austin Matthews three. is the best player on the Leafs, that's instantly an insult somehow to Mitch Marner. It's not. It is not. Ideally, they're teammates. In most scenarios, they're teammates. I think in every scenario in their in their collective heads, they're teammates. They're best in, friends. Come on. Yeah. Did you guys see the story behind this video that came out of Matthews no, what's in the, the jersey? What is it? No. So Matthews uh, apparently was sitting in the ASU locker room. And he saw the uniform, that new gold one they're having, and he was talking to the equipment manager about it, and he was, like, gushing about how much he loves it. And the equipment equipment manager goes, do you want to model it, jokingly? And Matthews goes, yeah, I'll do that. And then they shot the video for the school. There you go. That's damn, that's so cool. That's so cool, and he's going to leave Toronto in five years. Wow, that, and then, (laughs) you know, he's already sending out signals. Yeah. He wants out. He wants to go to Arizona. He wants to go to Arizona. That's cool about, uh. You might like what we discovered with Kawhi is you cannot. For some people, you cannot top going home. We yeah. discovered that with John Tavares. Just I did it myself. Yeah, I left so. a perfectly good job in Calgary to come home because it's home. I wanted to be here. It's home, and if in half a decade Matthews makes that decision, it's his prerogative. But until then, let's enjoy the next half decade. Yeah, this is a conversation for the fifth year, maybe. Like. <laughs> 
I, I cannot yeah. listen. If you're on hockey Twitter in July, I get it. Uh, August, Not mid to late July. Though. There's so many people <laughs> throw your phone in the toilet. For all the reporters all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the reporters do. Throw your po- except for CJ, who goes on vacation to Sweden and somehow comes out of it with a with Patrick Line interview. Yeah, uh, Patrick Line and Sebastian Aho. He just did a tour of Scandinavia. You know, you know why? Unbelievable. Chris, other than being very intelligent, educated, and and very very smart and handsome, Chris is one of the nicest people in the world. And and that's coming from Adam, who no, doesn't say that. Doesn't often. say that often. No, but genuine, <laughs> like a genuine heart and soul guy. It's easy to see why people would say, you know what? I wouldn't do this for most people, but I do it for you. Yeah. You know what? Like that's he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm gonna straight up tell Winnipeg Jets fans I might not be back. <laughs> yeah, that's because right. Because I said CJ. that. Which, by the way, that just died, eh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Because that's what happens in other markets. Yeah. Things Chris, run their course so, and go away. So if we could just relax, uh, uh, relax, relax, it would be super great. Stop talking about Matthews leaving. Stop worrying about the Marner deal. It'll get done. And even if it doesn't, he'll get traded for a whole whack of crazy <laughs> shit. It's I fine. Feel, is, You're going to be it fine. Is it fair to worry about the Marner deal? Nah. It's, <laughs> it's fair it's fair to worry about it because he's unsigned. Uh-huh. Jesse, yeah, they're yeah, worried about the players that are under contract for the next half decade. <laughs> How are you going to ask him to be calm about guys who right, don't even have right. a contract? Uh, one fun thing about ASU, uh, on the football side, Adidas uses the school to try out a lot of different jersey combinations. And they're like... Uh, same way Nike does with Oregon State. And Have you ever seen those? No. On the... Uh, on the NCAA side, so Adidas uses ASU on the football side to try out a whole bunch of different jerseys and fun stuff. So apparently, it seems like they're doing that with the hockey team too, trying out these new gold, gold ah. uniforms and all that. So maybe you'll see this in the NHL one day. Like fun it. jersey stuff. Hmm. Very go. interesting. I like that. And Matthews chills in Arizona during the off season and likes to skate. That means there. he wants to get out. He wants to. Yeah. Um, hey, question: What's he doing skating at home? Yeah, what a dick. Um, if you've never done cocaine before. What are your chances of testing positive for it? Uh, I would assume very low, unless Zero. you find yourself in a Seinfeld, Elaine Bennis, poppy seed scenario yeah. where you <laughs> test positive for opium. See, it's not zero, because we saw it on Seinfeld. Right, it did happen. Yes. So are you saying that Evgeny Kuznetsov had a poppy seed situation like Elaine Bennis? I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think this is like a... Uh, uh, the, the new thing is um, when you test positive for steroids... You either say you got boner pills from a gas station. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Which in is UFC. a baseball thing now. Baseball and <laughs> no, UFC. Yeah, baseball too. <laughs> That's actually a baseball yeah. thing. They had to right put now. out a memo to tell players to what? buy, to what? go to their doctor for boner pills. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to gas stations for for boner pills, right? Yeah. yeah. As an you aside. Know, perfectly normal rich person activity yeah. is to go to a gas station you can't get for a erection pills. Really? <laughs> That's what you know. They they race down to the shell or the whatever it is in your neighborhood because they are feeling frisky. They head right down to the gas station and they go, and they, uh, "Yeah, how much you putting on pump nine? No, 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 I'm not here for that." Although it does have something to do with the pump, if you know what I mean. Hey, hey, hey! You see this guy. Yes. This guy. I, that's what they do. So they they either say the uh, the boner pill thing, mm-hmm. or um, uh, tainted meat. 
mm-hmm. is a big one. Mm. I've heard at least one boxer, or no, it was it was it was a wasn't it Canelo Alvarez and also what's his futs from the Vegas Golden Knights who got done for it? Oh, the Nick, defenseman uh, Nick Schultz. No, Nick not Nick. Schultz. Not Nick Schultz. Oh, this is God. killing me. I can picture his face. He's a really great skater. He looks like My, a, Nate like Schmidt. Yeah. Nate Schmidt. He looks like a child actor. Yes, he does. Who grew up. Baby right? face. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's either tainted meat or gas station boner pills. And Evgeny Kuznetsov chose to say neither of those things. Well, and here's the thing. Forgive me for being a bit cynical, but after, you know, the video of him... With a couple rails of cocaine leaked earlier this yeah. year, and he said, Where "I don't know who those people are." Can't see him doing it. No, can you, you can't. quote him from May? Do you have his statement no, in front of you? His statement reads: "This is good." He told Sport Express this: "I never took drugs. Give me a drug test, and I'll pass it." Oh. And apparently, <laughs> a couple days later, they did. They did. Oh. Or and maybe I, even before that. Now I wanna, that was the World Championships. I'm right? gonna throw Beginning something at you that. That may not be the most scientific thing in the world, but I'm just going to tell you anyway because this is just... When I was in Calgary, one of the things that the guys on the rigs used to do was they couldn't smoke pot at the time. A, it wasn't legal, and B, um, if you were caught with any sort of illegal drug, you were gone. And you're going to talk Because you're operating an oil rig. Exactly. It's very dangerous work, and it's very intense work. So these guys... Can't really let off any steam because they're working like 30 days straight. They are making a lot of money. Yeah. Like they'll be making six figures. Some guys making like twos and threes and like big money. But there's no way to let off steam. And there's nothing. There isn't a whole lot to do, which is why a lot of the times you see them with like big pickup trucks and ATVs and stuff like that. Because you got to find something to do. And so when they would get a few weekends off, they would come down to Calgary. And one of the things that they would do, and this is directly what I saw. This is... What? Oh, never mind. I was going to say this is just what Adam was told. Nope, it's straight up what you what saw, saw with your eyes. Okay. They were great with renting. There was a lot of like Ferrari and Lamborghini rentals going on, and they would go down to 17th Ave, and they'd hang out there with the cars and meet girls and or boys or whatever they were into, and and that's what they would do. And the drug that you took if you were going to do drugs was cocaine. And the reason that you took that drug is because marijuana evidently stays in your system a few months, as much as six. They're saying it's detectable. Cocaine is like 72 hours. So if you test positive for cocaine, evidently, it has to have been ingested within 72 hours. Now, we often get medical people who reach out to us and and correct us. I'm willing to be corrected. Please do if we're wrong, but that is fascinating. I've never heard that before. Uh, Wow. Oh, Evgeny. Poor guy. Should I feel bad about myself? That I barely reacted to that story at all. According to Reddit, oh, about three days. Three days. 72 hours. Should yeah. I feel bad about myself that I barely reacted to that story at all? THC can remain in your system for over 90 days. See, I was right. There you go. So, like, like listen, don't do coke, people. I've never done it. Don't plan on ever doing it. But if you're going to... If you're you're going to lose an NHL player, listen, there are things NHL players have done that are unforgivable. Mm -hmm. Sure. If if you're going to completely, I'm never cheering for this player again uh, because they got caught doing cocaine, I have some very, very bad news for you. Yes. (laughs) 
That's all. Your favorite that's, NHL that's, player probably has done cocaine. It's dark. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. It's not a nice thing to say. But there's, like, it got to the point where, okay, when you start to work in hockey and covering hockey, it, everyone wants to talk to you about hockey. And they want to tell you the thing they know. And in Canada, everyone has the thing they know. And they'll, hey, so-and-so goes to parties and he does this. Or a friend of mine was at a, everyone's got a friend of a friend who was Mm -hmm. at a party and -and so-and-so does this. And everyone and their uncle has come up to me and been like, this player does this and this. And I've seen this. And it finally got to the point where I just started blocking it out and I went, okay. One, I don't even know if it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's no way to verify it. So you can't take it other than it's just a story. Right. And the other is, I mean, if they are all true, or even half of them, or a quarter of them, it means that, listen, there's a lot of rich young men who do recreational drugs. Get out of town. It's not a surprising thing. Yeah, and it's it's bad, it's a terrible example, and he's getting dinged for it. Um, well, and here's where he played it wrong. He lied in the first Kuznetsov place. Kuznetsov mm-hmm. knew that he did cocaine. Don't All he had to say was, I did not do drugs in the video in question. Yes, I was there. Yes, I regret it. That's all he had to say. Yeah, don't offer to do a drug test if you can't pass it. <laughs> and then do said drug test and then fail. Like, it's like, what is he doing? It's like if you've never studied math and you give me a math test right now and I'll pass it. And two days later, someone goes, here you go. And I'll be like, shit, I don't remember how to long divide. Don't know if I've ever brought that up. It's just bad, man. We it's also bad. shouldn't forget that the NHL's testing system is a complete joke, and oh, that they have they have a maximum of two tests per player annually. Mm-hmm. And once you do your two tests, you're good for the rest of the year. That's why. And they they don't permit game day testing. They have a maximum of sixty off season tests for seven hundred players. Like it doesn't. And also, they don't test for all of the drugs because some of them fall on the substance abuse, like cocaine, so they can't suspend Kuznetsov for this. Yeah, that's which just, is another so it's wrinkle. Not, it's not performance enhancing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, substance, substance abuse, abuse or whatever. So now yes. he's got to enter whatever stage the of program. The, the program. Yeah, but to... out of the four major sports, the NHL has the worst testing. But it's Dick not, Pound has said that in the past. It's the, not the, in the NHL's interest to have a good one. <laughs> Well, it, it should be. I mean, you could it's argue not, it's not in any sport's best interest. That, I, I would argue that. And if you're the NHL, that's why you're not pushing it. Mm-hmm. And it's been collectively bargained. Both the players sure. and the league have agreed on this And it's in neither of their program. best interests yeah. to do this. So that's why it hasn't been done yet. And so, you know, it's interesting when I saw a bunch of people tweeting after the Kuznetsov news broke. was like, well, the NHL needs to follow up on this. this. And the reason he was banned from double IHF is that's considered a performance-enhancing substance. Yeah. In the NHL, it's not. It's considered a, uh, an abuse, like a, a drug substance, that you abuse. Yeah. And Bill Daly came out and said that, you know, he'd done an education program or whatever. Listen, the fact is, if, you're, if your whole reaction to Evgeny Kuznetsov testing positive for, to, for cocaine was, the NHL needs to get this guy. They need to tighten their policy and get this guy. Then I would urge you to change your viewpoint on drugs. That's a fundamental misunderstanding of how addiction works. And I'm not going to go out and say that he's an addict, because not everybody that does cocaine is an addict. But clearly, there's a problem. Because if it wasn't a problem, then th- bad things wouldn't happen. Right? If cocaine, cocaine's not a problem in my life. I will never test positive for cocaine. I've never done it. I might test positive for THC from time to time. But that would be about it. 
And that's that's legal I now anyway. I bragged about that in Washington. I'm like, yeah. I am going to go home and... Can't smoke weed. Legal. Yeah, legal. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make here is that the when it ta- when it comes to addiction, your goal should not be let's get him. Yeah. When it comes I, to I addiction, your goal needs to be. Yeah. I saw lots. Oh, of it. you did. All right. Your goal should be let's help him. Like I said, throw your phone in the toilet, man. <laughs> throw right. It in the toilet. That's my point. It's yeah. not let's get him. It's not the NHL needs to amend this policy. It should be. Forget the NHL. Yeah. The guy might need help. I think mm-hmm. there was some stink Maybe. on it because he lied in the first place. Yeah, still. Yeah, the comment of uh, give me any tests and I'll pass it yeah. isn't good when they give you a test and you don't pass it. <laughs> right. do, you think that, do you think that addiction cares about a suspension? No. Addictions do not care about a suspension. Do you think if... if oh, how many guys have we if, seen like, dude, just don't do it? Well, that's, that's not, not a how thing. it works. Like, okay, I mean, I'm, so I'll, I'll tell you a story. When... I was uh, I was going up to um, to see my dad and stepmom this weekend quickly, and I was going to load my daughter in the in the truck in my in my backyard, which is where we park because we park in the backyard. <laughs> Your daughter, I know, cutie, right? <gasps> and so, and I'm I'm loading up some of her baby stuff because wherever you go with a baby, you must carry forty million different things because it's a baby. It's like a mission in Red Dead Redemption. Yes, it seems like yeah. smallest human. Biggest entourage and in terms of stuff. You just have a stagecoach full of diapers. Exa- yes. yes. So I'm loading. Can you the truck speed up, up time like in Red Dead? Oh, okay, you, fine. You, well, you, listen. Is that a thing? <laughs> so I put. Better my... be. What? Can you do that? You can speed up time. What? If I've been wasting all this time going back to Valentine, I didn't know you we'll could talk do that after the show. We'll really? Talk. We'll oh, talk. We need to talk anyway. So I <laughs> I put my I finally put my daughter in the car, or in the truck in my case because I have a pickup now. You got a truck and. Adam works on the rig. And I, I sit in the front seat and I smell something. I'm like, it smells like cigarettes in here. And I look over at my front seat and all of the paperwork that I have in the glove compartment and in my side compartment where my you know my elbow and my arm sits is completely torn apart. What? And all of the money that I had in the car, I keep about 50 bucks on me in cash just in case all the time. Now, you could probably say that's pretty stupid, and you're probably right, but yeah. I, I like to keep 50 bucks cash on me at all times. That is the only thing that's gone. Forget so the, it broke into your truck? Didn't break in. Opened the door while I went in to get my daughter and put her in her car seat. Oh, my God, Adam. It was like that. It was the most polite robbery I've ever had. I didn't mind. Like, whatever. Take the money. It's like, it's, it's 50 bucks. I'll make it back. It's fine. You needed it more than I did. But a rational human being... Would not doesn't steal shit. Doesn't go, yeah. doesn't guy go. Hey, that guy's definitely coming mm-hmm. back out. I'm gonna steal money from his car though. That's oh addiction God. talking. So when we're yeah. talking about addiction, the conversation still needs to change. And that's what I wanted to say with this Kuznetsov stuff. Yes, it's sort of funny. You can make cocaine jokes or whatever. I get that. Joking aside. Yeah, and they're rubbing his nose. Stop because he yeah, lied. And because he lied. And you know what? Fine, fair play. But don't go like, okay, this is cops and robbers, and we need to get the big bad. He was getting Kuznetsov because he did a couple rails. No. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't do drugs, obviously. Am I? But am, sorry. change the conversation about addiction. We talk about this all the time, but be serious about that. All right? Am I wrong in saying the NHL is playing this better than the IIHF? Way better. Yeah. They're far more progressive. Like, but Rene Fassell is not, and, and that group is not necessarily, like no hockey organization on that level. I wouldn't even say Hockey Canada is particularly forward thinking. On any social issue. Like, you're starting to get, like, a little bit of you can play and stuff. But then it's like, there's they kind of, they waffle back and forth on these things. And I just don't, I don't think any of those organizations are there yet. They're not there. 
Interesting. That's what I would say. But yeah, it's it's a I I feel bad for him. I don't. In that. I do not. Yeah, feel bad you're right. For him. No, I have no, no sympathy. I, well, can, okay, can I, I feel bad for him even it, while if acknowledging it's 100 percent his fault? If he yeah. has an addiction problem, yeah, then maybe you have my sympathy a little bit. But you need, you're a grown man. You got to go get help. Yeah, you got to go get help. You got to own yeah. it. Well, and now he has to. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think there's some sympathy, some sympathy to be had for an addict. Yeah. I oh, think I think so, but I think only into that thing. If that's but the if case. you're, if you're, yeah. I guess I just have a problem with the. But again, that could be addiction, where it's like the lying, right? The lying of like, well, test me. Yeah. Well, that's addiction talking, right? That's yeah. what they, that's part of the disease. So maybe there's there's my blind. And spot. my only problem with the NHL is you're not catching anyone doing anything, whether it's steroids, whether it's people with substance abuse problems. You're not. You're just turning it a blind eye to everything and be yeah. like, hey, our league's great. Like nothing's going like, on. Didn't so, Zach Cassian literally have to flip a car to get help? Yeah. Didn't Theo Fleury have to flip off New York Islanders fans to get help? Like and like the only people I can think of are like the most extreme mm-hmm. examples. That's the only way they know anything's going on. Otherwise, it's just hey, it's free country. Go do what you want. It's Red Dead. Yeah, well, yeah. And <laughs> to the double IHF's credit, they're like, well, there's footage, so like there's yeah, reason right. to believe. So <laughs> maybe we want to test this guy. Let's <laughs> yeah. test him. Let's Let's test- fine, test me. And then they didn't. Oh shit! Damn it! We shouldn't. Have. Yeah. <laughs> All that is that is called uh, getting called on your bluff in poker. Yeah. All yeah. I want to say is best of luck to him. Hope, mm-hmm. hope he, whatever it is he's going through, isn't a, a lifelong battle. I hope it's something that he can just walk away from. Right. Also, Sid Sixero had the text or the tweet of the evening when he said, after watching a vi- video earlier this year of Kuznetsov in Vegas sitting at a table covered in cocaine, I was shocked to hear <laughs> this morning that Kuznetsov had tested positive for cocaine. Yeah, it's true. Like, <laughs> or, or why are we shocked? Yeah, we're not. Well, and did, ever, <laughs> did anyone genuinely believe him the first time? No. And, and it's, and it's <laughs> no. nothing against him. Like, uh, you know, Kuznetsov was, like, kind to Andre and I when we were doing KHL stuff. It doesn't um, make him a bad guy. Of course he's kind. Kind people yeah, do cocaine but, all the time. But like, <laughs> but, like... Perfectly nice people are addicted to shit. But, like, so I, I don't know why that's it, a big deal. If my best if my best friend was, like, I, I was just in the room, I'd be like, well... No, come uh, on. And, and do you need a hand? Right? Do you need a hand? Come on, pal. Now, Max Domi... <laughs> Because, again, it's August Twitter. It came out with this today. All right? I'm going to play this clip for you. Are you ready? No, no. This clip is not from today. Oh, when is it from? Uh, it is from two years ago. Oh, this is from two years ago. And it... No, but so... Yeah, sorry. I blinded there was it. Yeah, because there was... Steve sent me this. I thought it was the quote today about Habs fans being better than Leaf fans. Which, what? if you're Max Domi, what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, man. Leaf fans. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Leafs. <laughs> Trick question. Sends. <laughs> there you go. Um, Actually, was... you could make that argument. Because there's still Sens fans existing. Yeah, if you're a Sens fan now, you're the, a great fan. Man, you Props to you. Yo, you're the real yeah. MVP. And I honestly, yeah. there should be an MVP award for fans. Like, what fan base gets the fan base of the year? And it should always go to the systemically terrible team. Mm-hmm. It should always, yeah, the why are you still here fans. Yeah. Florida uh, fans. Ooh. The eight that show up to games. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> One rat thrown onto the ice <laughs> with a dull rubber thud. Yay! Yay. All right, what's um, this? Uh, so he had his quotes about uh, Montreal is the is the best or whatever. Which, I mean, I, I can't really deny. It's a louder building. They're it, fucking awesome. It is super loud. It was such a, such a good time. So here's, I, I can't remember if it's the original quote or if it's a new one. I think it's a new one. Montreal is a whole other level. 
There's nothing even close to Montreal and their fans down there. That's from Max Domi on the Montreal Canadiens fan base. Hmm. Someone dug up this clip and right. tweeted it two days ago, and I think it is from Max Domi to Paul Vissonette yes. while Max Domi was still a member of the Arizona Coyotes. Here we go. Or just the dogs and you. So just maybe, I don't know, it wasn't that good, but... That's brutal. That's brutal. Just remind him that we're in Toronto now, best city in the world. Short stay in Montreal, that's all we can take, just one night. That's all we needed. The place sucks. <laughs> well, methinks young Max knows how to play the game. And, well, and let me just say this. Everyone, because Max has been talking all this shit. Montreal's the best. Way better than Leaf fans. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. And now that we've rubbed his nose in it a little bit with that quote, go out and get Max Domi's book. That is the reason you're hearing all this shit. If any of you had wondered to yourself, oh. why on earth is Max Domi talking so much? It is because he has a new book. And as a guy who has hawked his book for the better part of half a year, <laughs> Max, go get yours. Everybody, go get Max. But did Max hawk your book? He has not. Wow. Is it called This Team is Ruining My Life? Uh, it's called This Fan Base is the Best, and I've always thought that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's called. No, it's, uh, I think it's about his journey to the NHL uh, and also his life with, uh, is it type 1 or type 2? Type, type one? 1. Type 1 diabetes, uh, oh. which is an inspirational story. I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought it was funny. That is how we met. Yes. When I interviewed him for that. He was doing, he, uh, every year he rolled through breakfast television and did Talked about diabetes and stuff like that, and raised awareness. That's, so that's how it. Which is wonderful. Uh, all right, shall we? Uh, shall we do some some press conference then? <laughs> shall we do some trivia? Oh, <laughs> let me interrupt Adam again and lose. The presser S D P. The Steve Dangle press conference. That hurt my feelings. Did you listen back to it? No. Oh man, you got to. Well, there, there was one. There was one point I should have gotten uh, because Jesse <laughs> decided to one. be an asshole. Well, yeah, the first one because you gave me the right answer and then I <laughs> screwed it up. Um, but uh, Vegas, it's tied. And you said William Carlson is number one just because he had more goals than Jonathan. Yeah, Marshall. so that you would have lost by less. Not Whoopee. a tie. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Leafs fan. I always try to find the silver lining. <laughs> All right. We have six questions. On Leafs goalies. Oh, man. This is what we're going to start with. Now, they're all going to be Tuka Rask related, and it's some Bruins fan that's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't blame This is from uh, shoutout Funquist on Twitter, who DM'd me. Enjoy that my DM. 16 Funquist. Came up with these questions. Now, do you guys want to go head-to-head, -head, or do you want to be a team? I think we're going head to head. We're going head to head. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. On the regular season standings, Adam's one and zero. Oh. <laughs> Damn. All right, man. We we take this all the way into the playoffs. Somebody <laughs> else keep score because this is gonna get long. Yeah, well, yeah. Please keep score, somebody. Adam's one and zero oh by official. Uh, I mean, at this rate, man, that fucking first game was like a triple overtime. That was oh, a yeah. long ass game. That was Ottawa game. six five ah, right. OT. Yeah, but I was never really a threat. <laughs> Were you ever really in it? Yeah, I, f I fell very far right. behind. Yeah, your goaltending was holding you up for right. a That's what there. it was, for sure. All right, speaking of goaltending, which goalie 
has played the most games for the Leafs. Steve, you're going to go first. Most games as a goalie for the Leafs. For the Toronto Maple Leafs. Steve, what is your answer? I think the answer is Turk Broda. Adam Wilde. Well, it's got to be Turk Broda or like Johnny Bauer. Um, yeah. Because Paul Matier, even like in the 70s, he was there, what, five, six years? Uh, the Leafs goalie through the 80s was a bit of a carousel. Then you had Felix. That's been a problem with the Leafs. It's not just the uh, the like quality of players. It's getting them to stick there for their whole career. Well, because we blew everyone out of town. In the yeah. 70s, players actually wanted to stay in the towns that they were drafted in. Yeah. They actually did. Very but... few George Armstrongs. Yeah. yeah. Harold Ballard yeah. was like, no. Yeah. If you want to make more than ten tickety thousand dollars, you can piss off. Yeah. Um, if you want to make more than a ten pence, yeah, I'm gonna go with Steve on that. I think it's Turk Broda. Ding ding ding! Hey, Turk Broda, six hundred and twenty nine games. Wow, that's a lot that's of games. That's crazy because goalies don't play all the games, right? That's right. And he didn't play in eighty two game seasons. Yeah, he Holy. was playing what sixty game seasons. Uh, if that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who's the Leaf goalie with the most shutouts in a single season? Ooh. Adam Wild. Now, that's a recent one. I think you're right. That's a recent one. And I I, I want to say it's it's the Cujo-Belfort era. Because Anderson Felix, has a hell of a time getting shutouts. Yeah, he sure does. And, <laughs> and much like Felix Potvin did, I think Felix, if the Leafs had had any semblance of good defense in the early 90s, people forget... Very thin on defense in the early nineties mm-hmm. when when the when they were good. Jamie McCowan, Dmitry Yuskevich, and who? Yes, if, um, and Yuskevich was late nineties. Yep, like it was it was not a good, not really good. If they'd hung on to Kenny Johnson, they probably would have been pretty okay. Rookie Danny Markov. Yeah, um, I'm um, gonna say got? I'm gonna say Cujo because I seem to remember a Steve. Wasn't there a season where he had like thirteen or something, or like ten, or there was no, something where he broke a record? I, I think you might be. Confusing it with because right in the Cujo era, Hashik was going for like the NHL record, right? And it was I'm going to say Cujo because it was the low scoring era. Yeah, that's a good guess. I'm going to go with Ed Belfour just because I, I, that's what you know how you think it was in that era. Yeah, I think it was him for some reason, and I know he was a leaf for like a hot one or the other. Right? I think it was Belfour. Ed Belfour was second. Oh, Oh, I celebrated. Harry Lumley. Oh. 1953-1954 season had 13 shutouts. Oh, because no one scored back then. That's true. It Damn was like it. one nothing game. So you're both wrong on that one. You both have one I wonder if, correct answer. Is that the era when they had both hands on the goalie stick? <laughs> yeah, it's illegal to put two. How dare you? Was that illegal at one point? I'd believe you. Probably. Probably. I, there most, should be a rule on bad NHL rules. Most bad NHL shutouts rules. overall as a Leaf. Most career shutouts as a Leaf. Steve, you're up first. Hmm. I think that one. Oh man. Well, because Turk Broda. Uh, I was going to say Turk Broda played in that Lumley era. No, he didn't. Lumley played in the Lumley era. Um, most shutouts as a Leaf. Johnny Bauer. Adam Wilde. Uh, One of these is going to be Potvin, and I'm going to get it wrong. I think, again, I'm going to say it's got to be Cujo uh, because he played most of the games, and it was in a low-scoring era, and I'm just playing the odds. I just do not know. Dead fuck era. It was not 
either oh. of your goalies. Turk Broda again. Oh, Damn it. Most games, most shutouts. Come course. on, guys. I guess that makes sense. Damn this it. is an easy one. Okay. Tossing you a softball. Adam Wild. Okay. You're up first. Mm-hmm. Most wins in a season. Hold on. Most wins in a single regular season it was as a Leaf goal. Raycroft. Has has Frederick Anderson surpassed that? Raycroft tied. He tied it. Freddie Anderson. Steve it Dangle. is Freddie Anderson. It's Freddie Anderson. Yeah, I seem to remember that was a right. Did he break yeah. that his first year? Uh, 17-18 he broke it. I think it was his second year. Seven yeah, yeah. But still, 18. man, wow. <laughs> second year. All right, Steve, Done. you're up. He How many goalies have scored a goal as a Leaf? How many different goalies have scored a goal as a Leaf? I think it's... I mean, I don't need... Name or anything, just a number of how many. How many goalies have scored a goal as a Leaf? I think it's none, but I have this strange memory of like, didn't Jonas Gustafsson get credited with a goal somehow? But but it was in, wasn't that in preseason? Did that happen? I I don't know. You're you're getting the same tingle that I am, right? See, I think it's one guy. Personally, that's going to be my answer because I think it's Mike Palmatier. For some reason, I have this thing about 70s Palmatier something. My answer is none. Adam? I said one. Sorry. The answer is none. Whoa! No Leaf goalie has ever scored a goal. Steve is up two to one. Wow. We're heading into tight race to the bottom right here, fellas. Ooh. Turk Broda Cup. How many more questions should we do? We're going to do three more questions. One's going to be about the Leafs and two about general NHL goalies. Shit, which I know nothing about. Terrible with this. All right, this is this is a little, little difficult. Pay attention. Four goalies share first place for most points in a season as a Leaf goalie. Right. Two of them accumulated their five points before the end of the '80s. Mike Palmatier and Ken Reggett. Ken Reggett. Yeah. Reggett. I'm saying that correct. Name the other two. Five points in a season. Yes, Adam, you're up first. Four course, goals. Of course, it happened in the eighties. Who are the other two? Two. Who are the two who didn't do it? Who did it outside of the eighties? So we got Felix Potvin outside of the eighties. Felix yes. Potvin for sure. And I'm going to say Terry Sawchuk because he used. Didn't he play the puck a lot? Wasn't he known for that? Uh, I think he. Yeah, I mean, he was just known for being amazing. Yeah. Remember, these are post eighties goalies. We're oh, it's post eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's Felix Potvin. <laughs> post eighties goalies. Ed Belfour. I feel like Curtis Joseph handled the puck a lot, but it was often a bad idea. And this question's worth two points because there's two answers. Okay. So whichever ones you get, whichever we'll give you points for them. So you can Reimer, take a big lead or come back or take the lead. What a, what's going to happen? Reimer was a notoriously bad puck handler, I Terrible. think. Bad glove side. Yeah, well, yeah we have the book on him. Uh, one of these has to be Cujo. I'll say Cujo. And I, I think Freddie. I think Freddie might have uh, hit five assists in a season. Adam, you got zero of the goalies correct. <sighs> Steve, you got one goal. Ooh, correct. which one? Which was it, Freddie or Cujo? Cujo. Cujo. Oh, okay. The other two goalies with five points in a season are Cujo in 98-99 and Vesa Toskala. No in, way! In 07-08. Oh. Wow. <laughs> what does Vesa Toskala think about that? Oh, well, you know, I just credit my Mickey Mouse T-shirt uh, with <laughs> my Mickey Mouse play in net on my Mickey Mouse team. All right. All right. Two more. Two more. Steve's um, up 3-1? Steve's one? up 3-1, yes. Okay. 
So you got to get both of these right. Just to tie it. Just to tie. Steve, you're up first. Who's the latest goalie to score a goal regular season only? Most recent goalie to score a goal. Ooh, Jesus. Because there's been, a, I know there's been a couple dumb ones where the goalie gets credited with it for some stupid reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh! Braden Holtby. That's your guess? That's my guess. All right. Adam Wild? Or was it? Uh, I see Braden Holtby. I don't even really have an answer, to be honest with you. I don't know. Take a stab. You guess goalie. Uh, who plays the puck a lot? Um, I don't know. Tuka Rask. Does he play the puck a lot? Mike Smith is the correct answer. Oh. Scored a goal in 2013. Been a while. Versus the Detroit Red Wings. All right, final, final question. Goalie with the most shutouts last season. That's a good question. Ben Bishop. Adam. Andre Vasilevsky. Sergei Bobrovsky. Ah. Oh, well. <laughs> Steve wins that one. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I win. just managed not to hey, lose it. you won it. You win it 3-1. We'll head to the regular season standings. NHL.com. Let's check them. Uh, Adam has one win on the season, one loss. Steve has one win on the season and one loss. There Gosh, we go. Darn it. There we go. Goes both sides with two points. Stop the standings. Uh, it's a solid start. I should talk about Washington real quick. Yeah, I'll talk go. about it. Um, so, went to Washington, and that's all. No, uh, we went to One More Page Books in uh, Arlington, Virginia. I got a tour of the DMV. I did not know it was called the DMV, that area. Oh. The Maryland, D.C., Virginia. That's where, uh, yep. where yeah. Wale is from. That's how I know it's the DMV. And he came to get it, as he says. <laughs> did you also beef with Wale with Matt Devlin? Yeah. Yeah, why did that happen? <laughs> so Wale and Matt Devlin got into Matt Devlin is a Raptors announcer, by the way. If you know like, who that play is, play by play guy. For so the what the hell happened there? The guy who said "What it do, baby." Yeah, yeah. After at, at the parade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why okay. did that happen? Anyway, yeah, it was okay. It was so, over like Drake and stuff. Whatever. Oh, okay, it was like enough. 2013. Yeah. So, tell your story. Uh, <laughs> one more page books in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, Ian Allen from the uh, from Russian Machine Never Breaks. Uh, he arranged the whole thing. He asked me to come to Washington. I said, no, I cannot do that. I can't afford <laughs> it. And he goes, uh, like two days later, he goes, yes, you can. And and here's how we're going to do it. I said, okay. Um, I think it was something like over 300 people uh, were there. Um, Ian and I, and also Wes, who is the, uh, like the play-by-play guy. Goal scored by Alex Ovechkin, like in the... The score announcer. Yes. The uh, announcer. The where, where the announcer. Caps play. Uh, he brought his Stanley Cup ring, and cool. me, him, and Ian signed stuff for four hours straight. We were late to our after party as a result. Wow. But then we had an after party at Walters in D.C., which, by the way, one of the most America things I've ever seen. Walters has just a wall full of taps. You insert this little card, and you pour your own beer. That's pretty cool. That is super dangerous, but fun. Um, so got to hang out in Washington all day. People just kept putting drinks in my hand. Ian tells me I slept in the car on the way home. I slept in Maryland. <laughs> and then I went home the next day. It was magical and amazing. The, uh, fine ladies from the Pucker Up podcast, I didn't know this. They had invented the dangle jar. Oh. And, uh, don't know exactly how it works. I think it was every time they mention my name or every time they mention Easter Seals or something. But all the money they raised from the dangle jar, 
goes to Rachel's Raiders Amazing. And, and Easter oh. Seals. They raised a G. They raised a wow. thousand bucks. Nice. And because they were one of the first people in line, they literally just plunked the dangle jar on the table. And I, I was signing so many things because it was, it was books, but also pucks and posters. And we were taking photographs. I wasn't paying attention to the jar. And it wasn't until like an hour later, I looked in and I'm like, there's got to be like a hundred bucks in here. And I counted it uh, the morning after in Ian's kitchen where his wife made us, uh, made us, his wife made us scrambled eggs and pancakes, which nice. literally saved my life. Um, five hundred and fifteen dollars American, additional to the thousand that they raised. Wow! Wow! Go and that's American, so that's like forty grand Canadian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yes. before his next contract. A hundred percent. Wow! So and yes, now it's yes. Easter no. Seals can afford several dozen new wheelchairs and <laughs> Mitch Marner's like that, that everything is resolved because of the Pucker Up podcast and the exchange rate. Damn. But um, to everyone who came out to One More Page Books, to everyone who came out to Walters, to the Pucker Up podcast especially, and also the fine folks at uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks, because like their whole crew mm-hmm. came out and helped with everything. The pictures looked amazing, by the way. It was. It was so, so good. It's pretty cool how that... Tons that, of people. That's yeah. like Thank the, you. It's like the little website that could... That website. It's pretty amazing that that yeah. website has yeah. continued on didn't, when a lot of blogs like that have fallen away. Didn't rely on, and you know, nothing against SB Nation, didn't rely on that network, didn't rely on, you know, even the Nation Network, just sort of did it on its own, right? It was it was his own independent website. I think they're officially credentialed. Um, Ian's basement kicks mine's ass. Does it really? Kicks mine's <laughs> ass. Wow. Like the amount of game used stuff in there. The he's got this uh, Stanley Cup replica. He's got behind his computer chair. There, there was this thing that said RMNB, and I thought it was just this really wicked poster he had made. It's the hood of a NASCAR, because Russian Machine Never Breaks sponsored a car. No wow. way. Driven by a noted Capitals fan, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yes. Uh, no, their name, funny enough, is Ryan <laughs> Ellis. Oh, oh like the Preds defense. Yeah, but and it's a never come guy. up is the funny thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, and then last he's got game use Ovechkin skates. Last year was really <laughs> cool because it was like their moment too when the Caps won the Cup. Yeah, yes. like seeing that and Ian and the whole website and everything have their special moment of finally getting that cup for Ovi and the team. It was, was so incredible good. to watch. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Really, really fun time. Didn't have a ton of time to process it. I promised to do DC properly one day, but uh, my man, DC's bomb. I love yeah, it there. Yeah, every, so everyone's great. been telling me like, dude, you're you're doing it wrong by only doing it one day. That's oh. the only way we could do it. But uh, to everyone who came out, thank you very much. Amazing. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I bet that <clears throat> that was pretty cool, man. Like it looked cool. The pictures looked amazing. <clears throat> Sorry. And when you do get back to DC, you have got to do everything. It's just such a cool place. Like maybe, it's, it'll, maybe it'll be us. I'd love to. Maybe I would be there. Be in a, uh, Washington is one of my favorite cities. Um, it's such a cool place, and it's so diverse, and there's so much history. And my favorite thing to do there, and this is the most tourist thing ever, but I love walking along like all, where all the statues are. You know, where you see Lincoln and Jefferson and all the other. It's pretty amazing to see all that. And <laughs> the Washington Monument, there's a whole sorted history with that because they started it got about halfway done and a president was elected because again the whole the whole idea of america especially back then was no taxes Mm -hmm. like like zero almost zero tax we don't want it because the british were super tax people and they're like no no we want freedom 
So tax money had to pay for the Washington Monument. So for like 50 years, it sat half finished and crumbling. And then finally, it, it took like one guy's like entire, I think they got it done privately. Like a private oh. corporation came in and fixed it up. And like, it, it's a crazy, that's a crazy story you should look up. I'm not doing it any justice. But that story, when I was in D.C., somebody told me that. I'm like, that is the most America thing ever. The guy that founded the country, you couldn't even get a monument up for him. You couldn't even finish that because people were arguing about where the money was going to come from. It was, it's, it's America, man. That's just America in a nutshell right there. Yeah. So To which they would respond, but look, it worked. It worked. It worked. It only took 80 years, but we got it. It worked. It's a nice obelisk. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will be back at some point next week. We're going to start uh, this year trying to make the schedule a little bit more patternistic. Uh, That's a word, for sure. We're just basically trying to pick days and do it on certain days. So you can expect to show at a certain time. And by the way, we can expect to record at a certain time. Funny thing happens when you have kids. You don't have any time anymore. <laughs> and so I've realized this, too late potentially, but I've realized this and uh, need to figure out what days we're going to do. So once we figure that out, we'll let you know. Uh, but again, we've got that show Thursday. We will tweet out the links tonight. Tickets are 10 bucks. It's going to be with Lord Simcoe Brewing. There's going to be food and drinks and whatever. Uh, 100 people there. And remember, if you can't get in on this one, that's too okay. Bad. Well, yeah, too bad. You'll never oh, see no, us again. Oh, no, is that not how it works? Sorry. No, we're going to do more. Oh, okay. And hopefully something hockey-related breaks between now and then, because I don't know what the hell we're oh, going to talk about. Oh, my God. Well, we should time. talk about the NHL Network's list of top 10 goalies currently in the NHL. Nope. Not today. <laughs> on Thursday. Not to, oh, on, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay, good. Jack Campbell. The, the reason I say no, not ever. Thursday. Because it doesn't. No. Nope. People make so much out of those lists. There's Malcolm Subban. Adam, there's no Frederick Anderson. Phoenix Copley. And it's August 26th. And we need to be mad on Twitter about it. Anthony Stollers. <laughs> Name another one. Jade Driver. Name hey, 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 hey! Hey! Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.